Mech Football Pod. The whole family's here. Justin. Big fella. Caleb. Underdog, underdog. Yeah, that's me. Boys, before either of you say anything, I just want to let you know I have a pop quiz for you. Sucks. I know. I should have told you. I t- should have told you ahead of time that hey, you know, maybe there's some some fun stats that I want to look forward to and uh, talk to you about uh, at the start of this podcast episode. No, we have a pop quiz that we're going to open with. Are you ready? Yes. No. Deal with it. So, there are five players in the MAC, and this is according to CFBStats.com. One, two, three, four, five players in the MAC with rushes of 70 plus yards and only one of them has multiple 70 plus yards rushes can you guess who they are bert emmanuel has the uh bert emmanuel jr has uh multiple 70 plus rushes <laughs> yep he's in the lead yeah. he's the yeah. only one with multiple <laughs> <laughs> at what point did we think like any episode would involve us opening an episode with Bert Emanuel Jr. And my follow-up is, when did you first hear about Bert Emanuel Jr.? Uh, what day did Central play? Yeah. Then, that, that, that day. Yeah, that same year. That's when, I, that's when I heard about him. When Twitter was like, long touchdown from Bert Emanuel. Yeah, when he like spun out of that one for the <laughs> the super ridiculous 70-yard run, uh, that's when I was like, what the hell? What? Who is this guy? I've literally never seen him before. Because I was not paying attention in real time. Uh, yeah, insane. The other ones, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll just get right to it. Uh, LJ Henderson, Avion Smith, Mike Washington, and uh, Harrison Whaley all have long runs. So, Caleb, congrats. You, you, you passed the pop quiz. How are you doing? I'm more interested in the fact that Avion Smith is the other one up there. I think it was in like this. I could be is wrong. That, Since was that against like, Buffalo? Yeah, I think so. It was early. Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those games. Yeah, Buffalo. 73 yard touchdown run. Okay, good call. Tied good. the game at seven in the first quarter. Yeah, then what happened? <laughs> uh, they played basically even. Until the fourth quarter, Buffalo scored one touchdown. That was it. Guys, we are in like the drags of the season. We're like it, like the, the drags is like the fun part too, which is like Maction. This is November. This is what Maction is all about. This is what you've been waiting all year for. Uh, you know, but half of these games are super, super exciting. The other half, not so much sometimes. But uh, this past week, I feel like the games were, were really, really exciting. Uh, Justin, would you mind reading? Uh, the list of games that we had over last week. And that way we can kind of remember what the heck we had. Because I am still trying to... I had a busy week, man. I just came back from New York. I was in a, I was at a wedding over the weekend. It's my second football season uh, Saturday wedding. Not that I'm like one to complain about it, but these people have been married for already a year or two. So. <laughs> you are complaining about it, and you should. Yeah. It was a fun time. It was a fun time, but I'm going to complain about this one. Uh, what you probably weren't complaining about is Eastern Michigan 34, Akron 28. Although maybe you were complaining about it. Eastern tried their best to, you know, maybe possibly lose that one. Yeah, they tried. They tried like hell. 14 fourth quarter points from Akron. Um, 
Yeah, pretty normal game. Eastern Michigan's bowl eligible. That's great. Uh, Ohio 37, Miami 21. I would just want to say I, I like that uh, Ohio, whenever they tweet about Miami, make sure to put of Ohio on there because they know that pisses them off. Um, it's just glorious rivalry bullshit. I love it. Um, this game was not that close. Like, by eye test, by paper, by anything, Ohio just absolutely kicked their ass. C.A. Um, Bangor is back, and he had 20 carries for 145 yards. I Curtis think, Rourke, also good. 362, three touchdowns. Just unstoppable right now. I think Brett Gabber got hit, like, really, really hard on the very last play of the game, too, so I don't know if he's going to... He did in garbage time, and I do believe that some fans were mad about that. Yeah, Not, like, at Ohio. Not, like, at Ohio, out. but, like, mad at, like... Chuck Martin for him, you know, just even being in the game at all. Right. Which yeah, is he got time rolled up. Happened. Essentially, his his leg got rolled over. Listen, you guys um, have been crying for weeks. This would be better if Brett Gabbert were out here. Well, uh, kidding, kidding, yeah. Kidding. yeah, it hasn't gotten much better. Um, and the loss to Western Michigan just looks worse and worse and worse. Um, Toledo 28, Ball State 21. Um, Toledo needed every minute of that game to put Ball State away. Carson Steele, honest to God, almost won Ball State a MAC championship, like, single-handedly. Yeah. The – and when I say that, like, I'm not exaggerating because I don't even know that the offensive line was blocking that well. It's just that he, he Steele's getting, like, three yards at least after contact at all times. And the reason you know the rest of the team wasn't doing anything, do you guys know what John Paddock's stat line was in this game? Not offhand. Do you have any guesses since you know it's bad since I'm bringing it up? It's always bad now. Like, he's regressed. It's kind of – I don't know whether to say, like, defenses are figuring him out or if he's just getting worse, but it's one of the two or both. Part of it is Toledo's really good defending the pass. They're just super freaking talented. Part of it is John Paddock throws the ball quickly, and Toledo's just built for that. Um I don't John know, Paddock was, was 13 of 35 for 94 yards. That's an average of 2.7 yards. That's still better than what happened in Texas A&M. No touchdowns, one pick. Uh, ESPN says his QBR was 12.5, which is like funnier than zero, I think. Um, yeah, that's about it. I mean, Toledo, you'd like to maybe see them, you know, they didn't beat play Ball State by more. Time, you know, What's like, that? It was, a, it was a comeback win for Toledo, too. Like, Ball State, like, yeah, it was, like, a Carson Steele show for them, too. But, like, they also played ahead, you know? And Toledo had to catch up to Ball State. They were playing behind. Yeah, they did. And, you know, they, they sealed the deal in the fourth quarter. And I think eventually, you know, they got to a point where it was, like, Ball State was going to have to throw the ball, and that's where Toledo really excelled. And they yeah. just had to get to that point. Um, Dequan Finn's not fully healthy, but, you know, when he – when he's on, this team is just so much better uh, than everybody else uh, in the division anyway. Uh, Northern Illinois 24 is the Wednesday night games now. Northern Illinois 24, Western Michigan 21. Um, WU quarterback Trayson Borgay gets another start. Um, looks okay, but you know, not good enough to win. Um, NIU was starting like their JV team, <laughs> and they still won. Um, I think they were down to like their third string running back. Uh, six-string quarterback or whatever um, wasn't uh, not the team we expected to see at this point in the season, but they still got the win. Pretty clarifying loss for Western Michigan, in my opinion, because um, uh, whatever excuses you have about why your season's going south, NIU has more of them <laughs> and perhaps more valid, so you can't really uh, 
go up there up there after the game and say, well, we got a young quarterback and uh, oh well, we have some injuries. Well, guess what? So does NIU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Michigan thirty-one, Buffalo twenty-seven. We talked about Bird without Emmanuel. a running back. Without a running, <laughs> a running back. back. 24 carries, 293 yards. Uh, yeah, Central Michigan figured out how to run, and that was with, you know, no running back. If that's like, literally, I, I don't even know if this quarterback walked on two weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know he was on the roster. Like, I have no idea where this guy came from, but I do know he's going to run for like a billion yards against Western yeah, no. this week. Um, but Central Michigan had to rally in this game. It was actually really impressive. Um, Buffalo was up 24-7 at the half um, and then got outscored, got outscored 24-3 the rest of the way. Um, that's a continuing trend for Buffalo where they're just not putting together four quarters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, since the win against Toledo, which really just played one really, really, really good quarter, they've not been awesome. Two good quarters against Central two bad quarters to close central Michigan can go bowling potentially, uh, which is not something I think we expected a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then the last result uh, was Kent state 40, four zero bowling green six. Um, that's a result that makes a lot more sense than like anything else that's happened to bowling green this year. <laughs> like if you, if I told you at the beginning of the season that Kent state was going to be bowling green 40 to six, you'd be like, yeah, yeah okay. Obviously. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, BG just like if the defense isn't getting a bunch of stops, they don't really move the ball particularly well. Another classic like looks okay game from Matt McDonald. He was 31 of 40 for 246 yards, but BG doesn't really go down the field a lot. Um, they, you know, it, it's they're not going to win a game where they have to score 40 points, let's put it that way. Mm hmm. Um, their MAC title hopes are not dead. They do have to beat Toledo, um, and then hope Ohio drops to Ball State, I believe. Yeah. So the way, yeah. Or if what, BG wins out, are they good? Yeah. So if BG for, wins out for Bowling Green. They have to win out. Um, and Ohio State, or not Ohio State. Ohio does have to lose out because uh, you can't finish with a tie with them. Uh, and Buffalo also has to lose one game. You can finish tied with Buffalo if you're Bowling Green. Wait, no, isn't it the opposite? Yeah, because Bowling Green plays Ohio last game of the week, or last game of the week, last game of the season. But they've already lost to Buffalo, so they'd want to be in a tie with Ohio, right? Wait, hold on. So, so they need Buffalo to lose again? Oh, I had this so organized. I wrote down Bowling Green if BG wins at Toledo and at Ohio to be 6-2. and two. And Ohio loses at Ball State, so they'd be five and three. And Buffalo loses uh, one of Akron or Kent State. I think it would have to be, they would need Buffalo. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I forgot. Yep. I was doing this wrong. Yep. So Buffalo Buffalo has to lose a game. Both of them. Yeah. Buffalo has to lose out. Okay. No, no. Buffalo just has to lose one to to finish five and three at best. And then Bowling Green wins out. They'd be in. Yeah, Simple as that, boys. Yeah, I said we're um, out. Okay. Kent State's still in it too. Are they really? Yeah. It it, 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 it you need a scenario where uh, Kent State is five and three, Ohio is five and three, Bowling Green is five and three, Buffalo loses out to be four and four. Oh my god. 
because Kent State already has a stupid tiebreak win over Ohio, and it just beat Bowling Green. Well, that would be an absurd ending. Fitting of Maction. Yeah. Now, I don't foresee, you know, these results happen. I don't foresee, like, Ohio just shedding itself. I just don't totally see it. Um, I don't I, think it would have to... For for this Ohio, if if the dreaded Ohio collapse happens again, for me to cl- classify it as shedding itself, it would have to include like they'd have to lose to Bowling Green. I don't think if they lost to Ball State that it would be like oh god they're blowing it because I like Ball State's got some fight, man. Yeah, like they can definitely lose that game. Yeah, but like if Ohio loses like thirteen to ten to 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 Bowling Green, yeah. There's there's a problem. Look, Ohio plays BG at home. If all you got to do is beat BG at home to make the MAC title game, and you can't do it, that is shitting yourself. And there's no if fans or buts about it. And that is all they have to do, right? They don't they don't have to beat Ball State. This they week. do not. They do not have to beat Ball State. All they got to do is beat BG. It'd be nice. I would like it. But we are assuming it's going to be Ohio Toledo. Like there's, it's just. And both from a neutral seat. perspective, I want both those teams to be nine and three when they come into that game. It would make us feel a lot better about how bad this series has been. <laughs> yeah. We d- we deserve yes. a good MAC championship game. And those teams oh, are coming on. It it will be a good game. And these two teams are coming on pretty strong. Like I would I would have to imagine that like when the story of the season's written, if these two teams went out. It'll we'll be able to look back on it and just be like, you know, the conference was really down, but at the top it was better than we thought. Yeah. You know, we didn't have anybody in the top fifty, which we'd like, but you might have, honest to God have a case for like two of these teams being like one of the seventy five best in the country. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And it, what's uncharacteristic is that the Mac doesn't always get those teams into the title game. It happens to be like Ohio and Toledo every time that are like the two best teams in the league and somehow don't win their divisions, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. It doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. Toledo is, has clinched, right? Yes. So they're they're officially in, so they don't have to... I would prefer them not do the NIU strategy of like lame ducking their way through these last two games. <laughs> uh, like to just take care of business and win. Um, although the drama of a BHG Ohio division championship game at the Frank would be pretty baller. I'm glad that like they like both offenses are like easily agreed upon that. Like they're both like really good and like fun to watch. And like Sleetos isn't always hitting, but it's still really like good and talented and fun to watch. And like Ohio, like it's, you know, the talent isn't superb, to a lot of like the West talent sometimes, but shit, they're hitting right now. So yeah, I mean they're putting up like you know fifty points, thirty points, bunch of points. I it's not always fun for every fan out there, and like you know sometimes that's just like a personal problem, your problem, but whatever. Like for like the Buffaloes and like the NIU's and like the grounded pounded out teams, like Ball State is wasn't like a completely super fun offense to really watch even though like i really did enjoy watching that ball state run in 2020 uh miami shit like that's not a fun offense ever and central when they made it in 2019 too like that wasn't a completely fun offense but so i'm glad that like 
you know, not only is it going to be involving good teams that we can like definitely be like, yeah, it's two really good teams that deserved it. And out of the Mac, like we're getting the two best teams possible. It's two good teams with really fun offenses, which is like really something to like the watchability of this, not just for us, because we're always, we'll always be there. The, we're the, we're the base that will always be there. But like for any new fans, if there's going to be any new fans to the Mac, this is definitely a good time to like showcase, you know, this kind of brand because this is definitely going to be the game that fits the bill of the brand of Maxion. Because if we would have got a rerun, God forbid, a rerun of Western Michigan Bowling Green, that would not have been it. Not have been it. Oh, God, no. Dude, I don't think I would even go to that game. That's a lie. I would go. But I wouldn't. You would. You would. And you exactly. There you go. Okay. You, you, You corrected yourself. It's all good. I would think about not going, at least. That's fair. I watched it once on TV. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> don't don't mind me. I'm just over here dreaming of actually getting to go watch Ohio in person in a MAC championship game, which I have not done. I hope you make the trip. You can sleep. You can sleep on like mine or Justin's couch. Well, Justin, you have like a family, so he can't really do that. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can sleep on my couch. Can I cuddle Jace? Yeah. Sweet. Jace won't cuddle you, though. See, that's my problem with my cat. Yeah. See, my cat also doesn't appreciate Bobcats enough, so maybe him and Jace have that in common. What do we even say? Like, do we just... Is there anything we really want to look at from this last week, or do we want to move on to... We just move on ahead to what's coming? I, yeah, I... Yeah, I don't really love anything from last week. Like, I, I think I got everything out of the way with the with the central game because that was like the biggest like wowzer, you know, result of the week. Um, so yeah, everything else was just like, yeah, okay, that you know, it's a rank and file result, rank and file was... result, rank and file result, rank and file result. <laughs> I was just surprised that Emmanuel's rushing performance did not rank higher among like QB rushing performances. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's done better? Good God. Then it's like, Oh, Jordan Lynch. There's one. Um, 24 carries, 293 yards, three tutties long of 87. That was freaking ridiculous. Um, Again, no running back. <laughs> if central, I, I do want to offer like a, I don't know. something that I found interesting about central Michigan, at least is that, the next two games on the schedule are really winnable for them if they have found a formula with, with Bert Emanuel here, right? And coming into the season, uh, I know, Alex, you didn't, but Caleb and I kind of thought that this team would be pretty good. And I thought that they sort of fit that mold of um, the the year before Buffalo went to the, the MAC title game. Again, they were like, they were the best team in the MAC, but they missed some extra points or whatever. And they, you know, they missed out on the MAC title game, but they probably should have went. One of the reasons they didn't go is because they were using Kyle Ventries as like a punter instead of the quarterback. And then they're like, oh, yeah, maybe he should just play quarterback. <laughs> right. Because um, I think they wanted to like move on to the next thing. Right. But turns out that was the wrong call. And I think if he had been playing all season, they probably wouldn't, you know, win another division title. So I kind of thought that was going to be central coming into this season because last year that was sort of their thing. They like they lost some heart, the heartbreaking game to NIU that kind of cost him a trip again. If they turn it on, you know, and win, say, convincingly these next two games, right? 
versus Western Michigan at Eastern Michigan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It'll happen. It's definitely in play. It's in if they're eleven point favorites this week against Western, which is more than plenty. Um and then, you know, the EMU game's always good. So Yeah. Well EMU pummeled them one year, but it's usually pretty good. And if they win those two games, they lost a close one to Ball State. Like they, I don't know. You might be able to look back on that season that they had and been like, "All right, you know, I'd feel at least like a little vindicated that they ended up playing better at the end of the year." But it's kind of a thing where it's like, man, if they hadn't taken so long to figure something out on offense, like maybe everything would have been okay. Not saying they should have started Bert Emanuel at the beginning of the year. Like none of us knew Daniel Richardson would have the year he had, but it, it's like if they win the next two games, they go bowling. It's pretty welcoming, and it's like okay, it's the the pills easier to swallow, I guess. Like what? It, I I know like some of the rhetoric of how Central season's gone is like, oh, is uh is Mac on the hot seat all of a sudden because it just did not look like things were going good. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of the way he's been? He's handled this season because he won a freaking game without any running backs. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I hate coming back to it, but like I, I, I we need to with this because he is a, a good, respected coach, and he does well for Central. And I, I personally think that he's keeping things going in the right direction. Like this is just like the most doomsday season possible for Central. Yeah, I think he can look back if they win. If they win the next two games, they can be like, "We got blown out by Bowling Green. That was really weird. Uh, lost a one point, <laughs> lost a one point game to Ball State where they they missed a kick, right? Mm-hmm. So like, he could be like, "Yeah, we'll clean up that Bowling Green thing, and then the Ball State one's just you know kicker luck. And then you know you look at it that way. They're what eight and four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you look, if you look at kicker luck one way or the other, they're in the MAC championship game last year, right? Now, in this conference, especially, like literally every team can look back and be like, well, it was one bounce this way or that way because pretty much everybody's playing in close games. Um, and, you know, that's just football, right? But he has the reputation that I think he would have a pretty good case there. Like, I know everyone wasn't happy, but I don't think anybody's going to be mad with like a four game win streak, a fun four game win streak, you know, you know, beating your two rivals at the end mm-hmm. you still got to win over niu which you know i don't care what type of year niu is having like that's not a game you circle at the beginning of the season and feel like you're definitely winning it no yeah especially not this year so i think they'll look back at the season if they get these last two and be like we stole some games we didn't think we were going to have and we lost the bowling green game and that's you know not a bad season mm-hmm. yeah it definitely gives you like something to work with like a model to work with, but you just got to like, you, you just have now is, I shouldn't say now, but the hard part's about to come up where like, okay, now you really need to replenish your roster. Like it can't look like this anymore. And that, that's going to go throughout the Mac. Like that's, that's true for every team, but like, especially when you lose a position group and you're down to, you know, your QB one just like, isn't enough. And this is the same, QB one that you've had on your roster since since nineteen, I think. I think Richardson's been around. Was it nineteen? Yeah, it was nineteen that I think you started playing. Um, it just can't look like this. It just can't look like this. So he just has mm-hmm. to make the roster look better 
they're playing good. It just has to look better. Now, if they lose these last two, if they lose, the, the seat this, gets no, 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 a no. little warm. It, it, not not so much these next two as much as it is this next one, I guess. Uh, you're, you're, that's a good point. I, I don't think anyone. I mean, no one wants to lose to Eastern, uh, especially if there's a bowl game on the line. Right. But like, you you get somewhat of a pass because they're already bowl eligible at this point. Losing to this Western team after the season they've had would be bad. Mm-hmm. Like two weeks ago, it looked like it was just going to be a miserable game for both teams, but now it's like. One team's clearly playing better. The other just can't win. This is the worst kind of worst kind of anxiety bull. Oh, the vibes are bad, man. <laughs> that game is going to be a disaster for somebody. <laughs> uh, next week, I just want to look at look ahead at the schedule really quickly. Uh, Battle of I seventy five is going to be on Tuesday. Well, I shouldn't say next week. All this shit starts uh, tomorrow as we record. <laughs> Today, as you're listening, uh, Battle of I-75 tonight, uh, Bowling Green, Toledo, Ohio's at Ball State, so it's uh, you know Christmas colors rivalry game, I guess. Um, Wednesday, it's the most evenly matched game uh, in the history of the MAC because it just always is. Eastern at Kent State, Miami at NIU, so that's the uh, uh, oh God, what's the, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's what's the name? trophy? Bill Mallory, the Mallory Cup. Mallory Cup. Uh, Central Western, Western's at Central. And then Saturday. Wait, Saturday? There's a Saturday game? Uh, Akron what? At, Akron at Buffalo. So there's no game. It's on CBS Sports Network. Uh, Justin, I know you don't like CBS Sports Network at all. <laughs> oh, it's not that I don't like it. It's, I don't get it. Speaking of you don't get it, you don't get ESPNU, right? Yeah, correct. So you're not going to watch Western at Central. I steal my brother's Hulu account. So you will watch it. Yeah, or I'll go to a bar. Actually, I can't. I can't go to the bar. I have a. My wife's working, and I have a kid. So, dude, you live in Ipsy. To... What what bar is going to have an ESPNU on? That's a good point. You must bring the baby to the bar. Uh, did you guys see that? Uh, I'm sure you got. You guys definitely saw it. That Cusa is getting in on the uh, the midweek football action. Yeah. You say it so I reluctantly. Did. Because why would anyone want this? They don't. They <laughs> no no they the Cusa like Cusa's only job right now is to find some sort of relevancy. Like Cusa will never have a long term plan. This is just patchwork. Cusa has never had the same set of schools that it's always had where, you know, the Mac, it's been like kind of like earning its hard yards throughout the years, right? Where it's built up a reputation doing this, where it found itself in a position where it needed to like find some national relevancy. And as crappy as the midweek games are, and like uh, nobody on this podcast loves them, you know, yeah, they're kind of fun to like just say and talk about and like identify with, but like it's not the best life. Nope. But then again, it's not our money, and we don't get paid for it. Uh, they're the ones that get, you know, them just, you know, schools and all that TV. It, yeah. They're the ones that are moving all the money. They have well, all the money. Same. Sure as shit hasn't made any of these teams good. No, no, you're right. But neither has like you know local talent in like the Midwest. 
and the coaches could be better. But I digress. You know, the Mac is staying committed to it. It's not a bit for them. It's not a bit for the Mac. Like they've they've like made their decisions long ago. They knew that the problems were coming up. They know that you know there is some serious moral trade offs that come with the midweek games, and they're they're sticking with it. They're sticking with it. They're out loud about it. Uh, they're not the most happy with it, but they are. They just recognize that there's problems that they're just sticking to. Cusa is doing this for the next five years. Five years. It's just a five-year plan for people to know and understand that Cusa football exists and Cusa football can be watched because the past, you know, ten years you really couldn't watch Cusa football like in a convenient spot at all. It was like on Stadium. It's like on Facebook. Not. You know, hardly any like nationally televised games. Just not like a good way of doing business if you're, you know, a made a mid major college football league. Uh, so if if you don't know if you're a listener and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, what Cusa did last week, they announced that they're going that they signed a new multimedia rights deal with CBS Sports and ESPN, and they're gonna do essentially the Maction thing where they're going to have a select set of midweek games played uh, in October. And they didn't really like say this part. This is the unofficial part. Uh, the brand is going to be like must see Cusa or something like that. Must see you must see USA. I think that's what they might call it. TBD, but it's only like a five-year deal. Um, I don't know. <laughs> It's going to be like a whole new look in CUSA. Like, you, you guys know, like, through, like, conference a lot, like, realignment that CUSA looks, is going to look so much different than what you might even remember it being right now. Um, can you guys list, like, do you guys know off the top of your head what old CUSA looked like and what future CUSA will look like? There's a chance I could name more teams that were in Conference USA 12 years ago than I can name who's in it now. And that's the problem with it. They've been that revolving door every, like, five or six years. So you can't have, like, a long-term plan when all of your membership is just always changing all the time. Right now, this is the conference of, uh, we're really trying to get good at football. Who's in? All right, wait. So, Caleb, we're gonna we're gonna do a quiz. I'm gonna give you a team. You're gonna tell me if it's in the CUSA or the Sun Belt. Are you ready? Sure. Texas State. Sun Belt. Correct. Good job. Uh, hold on, I gotta pull up the. Uh, make sure I have all the standings here. Charlotte. USA. Correct. UTEP. CUSA. Rice. Sunbelt. Incorrect. They are in the CUSA. See, that was my first thought, but I thought 
sure they switched why not but it's no well that's going to american i mean uh right. rice is and so is uh charlotte oh, yeah and the, is uab moving as well yeah yeah uh, do we even like it was news to me until i jumped in the group chat the other day that the mac was dissolving soccer as a max sport oh big shout out western <laughs> michigan won the last ever max soccer game <laughs> gonna get some rings for it they beat akron which is a bfd yeah i'm now thinking about akron soccer for the first time in like six years with some respect on caleb porter's name even if he ain't been there for seven years 2010 national champion akron's can you guys name what the future cusa is gonna look like no. Sam Houston State. Yeah, Sam Houston's so yeah. <laughs> Every new college football program south of the Mason Dixon line. Kind of, yeah. I mean like the Kennesaw State one's gonna be big, but that'll be in twenty four. When I say new, I mean new to FBS. Yeah, no. I mean yeah, that Liberty, Jacksonville State, not not to be confused with Jackson State, Sam Houston State, because that's getting to come up. Uh God, UTEP feels like it's still really new. Well, shit, why don't we just call it Dixieland? And, like, my my thing with CUSA is that it's, like, the most outrageously illegal um, college football conference because it's always, 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 always pushing the envelope of having real estate in Florida. Like, and in its inception, it, it brought in South, South Florida. And then in 2005, uh, I think by then, South Florida left. Uh, brought in UCF from the Mac, hey um, and now it's adding FIU in Miami. Miami. If you were going to tell me that you were buying real estate in Miami in 2023, Lord help you. So USA really needs some swamp ass is what I'm hearing. No, that's just where their banker lives. Oh, not offshore? And they're, and like, Five of their four advice men. I know what I said. So Buffalo's going there next? Okay. No, I don't think Buffalo's going to CUSA. Gonna expand the footprint. No. <laughs> no, if anything, it'd be like Youngstown. Oh. Grab another up and comer. Gross. Illinois State. No, God, no. They're not that would be, real. That would, be, that would be better than Youngstown State. We mentioned that the CUSA deal has them playing in October and not November. Yeah. Yeah. What do we think about that? But if you could, all right. If all of the, the time slots were up for grabs, would you rather the Mac knock out the midweek stuff in October or do you I, prefer it happening at this end of the year? I am so jealous of the October. I would so much rather have October. Because you get, you know, some sort of excitement. You figure out, like, three, four games into the season, like, okay, who am I going to be kind of excited for? Who's going to be, like, I'm, I'm going to be excited for watch? You know, so on and so forth, right? And, like, say you're... Who's... Western Kentucky. That, that's going to be a fun one, right? Western Kentucky. You're, you're Western Kentucky. You're scoring a lot of points. You're doing that. Uh, you're 4-0. It's opening week of October it's Wednesday uh you you play your rival Middle Tennessee State you know you show the whole nation like your rivalry with that blah 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 go into the history of it 
you know, playing playing a shooter out there, playing a shootout uh, on ESPN, then on CBS Sports Network. By the end of the month, maybe you're like six and two or whatever. You get some respect. You get some, you know, respect on your name. People might want to start coming out to you. Or if you're like eight and zero and you're doing really good, like pushing for a playoff spot, hey, you want to come rally on this team to the playoff spot? You know, come out to our our game on uh, November whatever eighth on Saturday. I think that's that'd be so much better to have than the Mac, who it's like, all right, it's November, who do you got? And NIU is in a casket. You know, Central Michigan doesn't have a running back. You know, like yeah, it's it's a little fun, but like. We didn't have that much fun talking about that. How how much time did we spend talking about this past week of football? Not much. It wasn't no. enjoyable. No, it wasn't great. I go back and forth on this in my own head because at first glance, I'm like, yeah, October will be better. And the reason is that I want these games that have stakes in November to have people there. I just think that's better for like, the programs is better for the schools, communities, people playing in these games. Mm-hmm. Whenever Mac players are interviewed, like pretty reliably, anytime they're interviewed by anybody about the Mac games, they most of them say they're like, yeah, they're fine. It's kind of a bummer that there's nobody there. Yeah. And you're in like the fourth quarter of the season. Yeah. That extra lift could be fun. We talked about the scenario where like, you know, if Ohio drops this game to ball state, which could happen. It's a desperate ball state team. They need to get bowl eligible. Um, they got to win one of these last two games. Why not this one, right? It could happen. Uh, worst Bowling Green teams have beat better Toledo teams, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Not recently, but there's the one time. If that sets up a de facto Mackey's title game, no one's going to be there. A credit to Ohio, their midweek crowd was pretty good last week or two weeks ago, whenever the most recent home game was. It was good. And it'll be pretty good for that game, but not as good as it could be. Mm -hmm. I have to imagine if there was one game to rule them all, right. To go to another Mac title game. I have to imagine the attendance would be pretty good and the atmosphere pretty sick on a Saturday. That said, I do think some of the interest in these teams does get generated from being able to go on Saturdays in October when the weather's better. Um, I know like Western Michigan's highest attended game every year is like their community night, which is really, they get everybody there for like, they usually are beating up on an FCS school. Right. And that game like very nearly sells out like on years where central is not coming to town. That's like the highest attended game, mm-hmm. which that's not a matching game. You can still play that on Saturday. But the point is, is like early in the season, I think if you were playing these midweek games in October, you lose some of that momentum anyway. And that if you, if the script was flipped and the games are on Saturdays in November, I think by that time there's enough fatigue that um, like some, some fatigue might set in and they might just not be paying attention anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, the weather's just better. Much better. Much better in October. Uh, speaking of CUSA, by the way, Western Kentucky is going to beat Auburn this week. That's the shot I'm calling. It, it, I did not realize that was the game that was going on this week. Yeah, I didn't either until I was I was looking at like 
um because i was trying to see what tv networks the games were on um and they're all on espn plus or espn3 with the exception of the two sec games which is uh the four o'clock game uh, wku at auburn and then uab at lsu at nine so you know what i'm kind of rooting for i'm i'm rooting for so i kind of wrote about it in ipsy 11 like i wrote down like a few bowl games that i think would be fun to watch and one of them i wrote down was like uh, Eastern versus Appalachian State in some bowl or whatever. Uh, App State's like five and five, and like that's probably not what you thought in the fourth quarter of Week One when they were like in the pointiest fourth quarter against North Carolina of all time. Um, but they're fighting for a bowl spot, and you know if EMU played App State and you know they met in a bowl game, EMU could win. Hey, that's a transitive win over Texas A and M, but. I think what would be funnier than that is if Appalachian State didn't go bowling and Appalachian State just went five and seven. Then that way Texas A&M could have lost to a team that did not go bowling. On top of like you know as bad of a season as it is, one of the teams you lost to is uh you know under five hundred. I know is that's that, like very... is that worse than Clemson's transitive loss to Bowling Green? Yeah. It is, because Jimbo makes a shit ton of money. That's true. Like every week, like, like once every like two or three days, I like look over to my wife and I'm like, you know, if Texas A and M fired Jimbo, he'd get paid eighty million dollars. That's the dream right there. Caleb, are you going to apply to the Texas A and M job when it comes open? Jesus Christ, man! You're the only football coach. You need to do it. Don't we have like a beloved former player who can jump into that situation? I like Cadillac Williams. Oh, you well, Auburn, yeah. But like, does Texas A&M have that? Do they have one of those guys? Yeah, Johnny Manziel. <laughs> I will say the Cadillac Williams. Excuse me, the Cadillac Williams stuff is really cool. I've Very been, cool. His post game interview was yeah. f- was fantastic. Yeah, I've been okay. e- eating that shit up on Twitter. Like, I was just like. Mm-hmm searching Cadillac Williams and looking at everything that came up and just reading it all. <laughs> it's so awesome. And it's, it's, I'm glad that they got that, uh, that heartfelt moment before Austin Reed throws for like 350 yards on him next week. Guys, I didn't write uh, a top three, bottom three or whatever to end on, unless you guys have anything to, uh, to finish up with. We can go to that. Can we talk about Carson Steele? Oh, please. I don't know. I mean, just like he obviously fucking rules. Like he nearly willed them. If 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 it wasn't for Curtis Rourke having the year he is having, Carson Steele would be like runaway Mac player of the year. Good pun. Yeah. No, he's a yeah Mac leader in rushing. He's uh kicking ass, taking names, and just all time like he's just fun to watch. Like he's just a bruiser, man. He runs angry. He's all of his yards are after contact. It's just incredible. So I guess that's the top one. I didn't write anything down either, but I just, you know, if you look at like the Mac leaderboards and just think about the season ball states having, like if for whatever reason, Carson Steele couldn't play that team would be in trouble, I think. And to me, that's like as big of an indicator of how good of a player you are mm-hmm. as well as like, what does your team look like when you're not there? They would look for, we haven't seen evidence when he's not there, but like, I think we're pretty clear here that. Yeah. Like it, it just, yeah, it just goes to sh- like, 
to your point, I guess, like it, Ball State's offense and the whole team as a whole, like, would be doing so much better if their quarterback and Paddock, you know, he looked fine at first, but I guess the best way of like saying, you know, to sum him up without being too mean is saying like he's just like below average right now. If, he is. if Ball State just had an average quarterback out there instead of the season John Paddock's had, I don't know. Maybe they beat Toledo. Yep, I agree. And Paddock has been asked to do a lot. He's thrown the ball 400 times, which is more than, more than else. anyone else. Yep. Uh, twenty. That's 21 more throws than DeMarcus. I, I don't know. I'm reading off the stat list. No one calls him DeMarcus Irons. DJ Irons. Uh, Cole Snyder is 351. Curtis Rook, 337. Paddock. And part of that is like they want to throw the ball. And if he's not completing a bunch of passes for enough yards, like he's going to have to throw more, right? Mm-hmm. Just by Rourke's numbers lower because <laughs> he's throwing bombs. Mm-hmm. But like for a guy in that position, Paddock was asked to do a ton. So like in fairness to him, which I don't think any of us are being unfair. He has thrown 11 picks. Like it's not like he's been great. But he's done what they asked him to do. They're on the cusp of bowl eligibility. They nearly beat Toledo. It's been just a really cool season for Ball State. And uh, I don't know. I know we talk about Ball State a lot, but like I don't. I think it's worth not losing sight of the fact that they've had a pretty damn good season. Like no matter how this finishes, these last two weeks. I respect them. I do too. Just fantastic. That that to me is like Ohio is the best story of the year. But like that's you know. I think that the, the next best story so far. Although the, <laughs> the best story of the year could be uh, depending on how Big Bert finishes his season. Yeah. <laughs> Big um, Bert. Big Bert. Bert Manuel Jr. Quiz. Who oh, has more? Who has more rushing yards this year? Penny Boone or Bert Emanuel? Oh well, since you asked it like that. Very surprised that the answer is Big Bert. It is not, oh, okay. but it's three yards. <laughs> like, really? 326 Big Bert. for Boone. Bert, 323. I have a quiz for you guys. Okay. Are you prepared? Are yeah. you prepared? Oh, yeah. As I'll ever be. Okay. Uh, the quiz, the, the, the focus of the quiz is Players leading their stats or max statistical leaders that you would not have expected. Okay. Who do you guys think is the leading receiver in the MAC this year? For what category? Total receiving yards. That's. Um... I'm not going to scroll down, but I'm saying Cephas. Okay. Alex. Uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm piggybacking. I'm going to say Cephas. The answer is Shockey Jocks Lewis of Akron. Uh, Shockey Jock Louis, followed yeah. by Jay Sean Jackson, it looks like. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Jocks Louis has uh, 800 yards. Uh, Cephas and Walker are both up there. I feel like Pokey would be up there if he'd been healthy most of the year. That could have been mm. magical. Um, but no. Uh, second one. In addition to our boy, Bubba Arslanian, who's tied for the most tackles in the MAC? It's the it's the Buffalo guy. Dolak? Alex? Uh I'm gonna someone I wasn't expecting. 
I don't have a, I don't have a guess. Maybe it wasn't as fair to say, but yeah, it's Dolak. He was leading the nation in, in total tackles for a while. Um, I don't know where he lands now, but everything basically gets funneled to him. <laughs> and he's <laughs> everywhere, man. I saw him like guess um forget which game. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but I saw him guess wrong on like a like a misdirection play, and they ended up throwing a screen pass to the opposite side. And it gained like 10 yards, but he chased it all the way down after heading the wrong direction at the start of the play. And I was like, dude, this guy's everywhere. Like, if you literally couldn't see the game, if you just called his name on the tackle, you'd be right like 40% of the time. Finally. What MAC team leads the conference in points allowed per game? By leads, do you mean like gives up the most points? Who is giving up the fewest points per game in the MAC? Oh, fewest. Uh, it's Ball State, right? Alex? I do have a guess for this. Um... Oh, I don't know if I have a guess for this. I'm going to say... I don't know. Is it... Uh... Shit, is it Miami? It's Miami! Yes! Ooh. Miami, Toledo, Western Michigan, Ball State, Buffalo, in that order. The fact that it's not Toledo is the part that's surprising, frankly. Toledo hasn't played Western Michigan yet. Is that well, the other reason? Yeah, yeah, we're just going to go down, right? And boom goes the dynamite. 